the XFL Gambling Podcast Week Two Preview and Picks episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet a hundred dollars. Get a hundred dollar free bet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Hey everybody, Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Yes, I do. Let's play football. Yes, is the XFL Gambling Podcast Week Two Preview and Picks Edition. If you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under. A man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> another week, another week in the land down under doing some XFL. Ratings came out, did all right. I think, I think, did pretty good. I am joined by my co-host, host of the Bottom Line Bombs podcast, which if you're not checking that out, what are you doing, folks? Uh, they call him the man in the box. Give it up for CJ Sullivan. Thank you, DJ Dundee on the soundboard of spinning the wheels and deals. Of He's two, the kind of guy seven. that would drink a gallon of gasoline <laughs> so he could piss in your campfire. <laughs> you could drop this guy off at the Arctic Circle wearing a pair of bikini underwear without his toothbrush, and tomorrow afternoon he's going to show up at your poolside with a million-dollar smile and a fistful of pesos. That's what <laughs> CJ is. We're, we're, we're getting it done. We're getting it down. You're like the, uh, you're like the Reggie Watts, or like you know, there's one man show. You know, there's all five instruments. You know, just, just hitting foot pedals and like all the instruments. He records them and then, you know puts them all out. Okay. You should do a twelve-man show, but it's just you and the soundboard. <laughs> it records them. Well, there's Arlene Nemoy. <laughs> but great oh, to be here for man. XFL Week Two. Oh, I'm excited for Week Two. I love the fact they did a Thursday game. Wish they would have done a Friday one too. But All right. Don't forget, we're going to do our, uh, you know, stack of the money green from the sports gambling podcast was on Dr. Phil. So if you're, we're going to do a uh, watch party of, of him on Dr. Phil defending sports gambling on Friday night on the SGPN app. So make sure you stay tuned there, but Thursday night, we got XFL football uh, Saturday and Sunday. And that is why as always, we have our guy host of the old fashioned football podcast. Third man in the booth. Give it up for Justin Mark, AKA J Mark. How you doing brother? Doing fantastic. What a week one excited to get into week two. Love some of these lines and ready to win some DFS money too. Have your car towed all the way to your house and all you got for me is light beer. <laughs> I feel like that fits you. You seem like an IPA guy. Liquid lunch. I forgot the liquid lunch introduction. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Whiskey liquid lunch. I know. It seems like so long ago because you know what it was? It was that Sunday night recap that threw us off. 
<laughs> because I was drinking, you know that's what I mean? True. That, that's, that's true. That's true. You didn't time have a cocktail that right. day, I don't think. Uh, yeah, Sunday night, no way. No drinking after watching football. Wednesday, 1 p.m., you're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> Barreled it. The way wife likes it. Um, <laughs> look, uh, I, I know we're going to do the DFS lineup later later in the episode, and we're going to talk these four games, but I did some deep diving. Mm. I was comparing the week ones. I was just curious, you know, just as a huge football nut. I love all these spring leagues. Uh, and I, I don't want and I want people to realize that I wasn't trying to just completely shit on the XFL last year or last week or on the recap show. The rules I just I'm asking if if this is the best solution for us to have in the league. That's all I was doing. I enjoyed the games, but I was curious. Just so I, intellectual curiosity. Yeah. That's yeah. All. First time I've ever been caught intellectual. <laughs> um Week one USFL, I went through, compared it to week one uh, XFL, this this go around. And and J Mark, I'm curious if you've seen these numbers uh, in general just out there in the world, but I actually number crunched this myself. So always questionable. Uh, no, I'm joking. I, I feel like these are good. I went through, double checked it. Uh, surprised to see this. So the XFL averaged five more points per game, right? So they averaged 40.5 points per game compared to the USFL at, at uh, 35 and change. Um, but here's where it gets a little perplexing is that the USFL averaged a lot more yards per game. Hmm. Uh, they averaged uh, about 41, almost 40, basically 42 yards more per game. Um, the XFL passed the ball though, a hundred and uh a hundred and what twenty six yards more per game than the 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 USFL, but the USFL rushed for a hundred and just about hundred and eleven more yards per game than the XFL, and the XFL also had averaged three interceptions per game, where the USFL was one and change. Probably if you round it up, I think two. Um, I think it was one point six and change. But uh, did, do any of those numbers? stand out to you? Are you surprised on any of those? Well, I was surprised yeah. watching it. And I mean, it, it explains a lot. Obviously it was, it was odd how little they did run in the XFL. And you think when you have little timing, like they had you know, like five weeks prepare. So it is what just one, one week they didn't scrimmage. It was all just practices. So you knew it'd be, it'll take a while to click, but the fact that they just kept on throwing. Interesting. You right? know, very interesting. Maybe that's why a lot of the overs hit and J Mark's blind bet of 78% of unders was derailed because of this, you know, because they didn't run the ball as much. Well, what's weird is like, I think the quarterback play was better in the USFL week one, sure, but they didn't throw as much. Right. So I don't know. It makes it interesting. Jay Mark, what'd you make of those numbers? I just rattled off at Jenny catch your eye that you were surprised about. I mean, what really surprises me about XFL scoring more points is that running clock that they have clock yeah. doesn't stop uh, after incompletions and things like that you would think there would be less points. It's one of the reasons that I liked the unders because that mm -hmm. clock keeps running. It's a little fast sure. paced, well, but here's why it might be an outlier. You had a lot of pick sixes. Yeah. True. Had a, is that sustainable over week by week? I don't know. Uh, and, and How many, be, that's a good point. How, were there more defensive thrown pass touchdowns, more pick sixes than actual <laughs> thrown, I, I should have checked it's that out. Close. Yeah. I should have checked that out. But I mean, I know what Danucci basically had two. one of them was right. returned to like the five yard line, but just one true pick six. Mm -hmm. Um, but we know what Perez what, had two. Yeah. And didn't, uh, did Houston have a pick six? Uh, they had to have. I feel I like they, right. have. <laughs> they I feel like, the, I feel like they, yes, they did yeah. actually. Absolutely. They did. 
damn, that's a lot of pick sixes. Yeah. So maybe that's diluting the numbers. It's a good point. Uh, we'll see if that's sustainable long term. All right, let's hop in. I just thought, uh, you no, know, I like it. I was I like a, I was intellectual a bit... curiosity. You've yeah. always been. Yeah, thank you. Trying buddy. to pick yeah, the brains yeah, and yeah. Get, the, get the analysis. And there's nothing wrong with gathering as much information. I mean, I was shocked at how many rushing yards the USFL's line of scrimmage, I guess, was just way better, perhaps, because you go through and look at week one, the, like they almost rushed for 300 yards mm-hmm. in, in three games. Only one game was basically a terrible offensive game. Right. But what's crazy is they're not putting up the points. And I think that's probably because they didn't have the defensive touchdowns that the XFL did. Something to monitor, something to think about, but yeah. let's hop into it. Because I guess- think it's definitely more of an offensive line issue than a run. Because running backs are up and down the rosters on all these fields. But is that coaching? Or not? I feel like there's a lot of the True. same linemen in a both lot of young, leagues. A lot right? of different first-time coaches, you know, who yeah. don't want to run the ball. I know? think that actually might be a solid point to bring up is the first-time coaches, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um well, then you have Heinz Ward giving the ball to Kellen Ballage 55 times or whatever the hell. But the USFL, I, mean, I don't think, had any first time coaches. If, right. If memory serves, me, co- sure. if memory serves me correct. So that's, that's something go. interesting there. Uh, guys, we got Thursday night football. Let's just hop into this thing. Yes. And oh, yeah. first, J Mark, I guess XFL news. I know you want to talk about, I think, uh, DeAndre Francois, perhaps, right? Yeah, DeAndre Francois will get playing time per the Guardians. They've had enough packs of lunch already. Go figure. He's not going to be first snap starter, though. <laughs> They've not clarified. Um, no, he's they only, did say he's we, out of he's out of state first snap starter. <laughs> packs and lunch. Yeah, we we uh, they're basically saying you're going to see a lot of Francois and a lot of McClendon. They're not saying who's going to be first or not McClendon. Sorry, Dormady, Quentin Dormady. Dormady, right? Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Uh, all right, let's uh, any other news that's sub- sub- uh, substantial if I could talk would be great. Um from <laughs> um, from week 1. The not necessarily from week 1, but the other thing we did put up a poll on our Twitter, XFL Gambling Pod. Make sure you give us a follow. Um just kind of seeing what people are most interested in seeing this week. Mm-hmm. 38% said Battlehawks and Sea Dragons, 36% Renegades and Roughnecks. Defenders and Vipers down at 21%, and then just 5%. Nobody wants to see the Brahmas and Guardians. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it, until that. gambling plays a role. <laughs> exactly. Until gambling plays a role. Um, all right, we got Thursday night football. Can't wait. I am actually really excited that I, you know, and I think these leagues in general, whatever it is, CFL, USFL, you know, I love all these leagues, but try to be smart about scheduling your game. I mean, uh, why would they use the two Sunday teams? Yeah. To play? You, you had, you, you, you used a Saturday. This, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I, I encourage these leagues to do more weeknight games because I think, I think it makes more sense. Right. But yeah. I also understand when it comes to scheduling, one of the alternative leagues are kind of, it's, you got, it's kind of like an indie band, you, yeah. whatever the gig is, get in the van. We got to get there. We got to get to Indiana by tomorrow. Yeah. You know, there's no, yeah. there's no accommodations. Like if the venue's open, the venue's open. So Seattle's open on Thursday. That's what we're doing. That's true. You know That's I mean? a good point. There's a that, soccer that game. Very, on Friday. Very we have no point. other choice. So now, I will say this. I guess we could talk for a second about the ratings. I I think it was successful, but I think people probably, and, and I, I'm talking a little bit on my ass right now, but I think people were expecting it to be more successful. It's still successful, I believe. Yeah. But um, uh, to, to the numbers did come out and the opening okay. Saturday afternoon game on ABC between the Renegades and the Vipers averaged 1.57 million viewers right. Saturday night, Roughnecks and 
uh, Guardians was uh, 750,000. That was on ESPN. Uh, technically 751,000. Uh, then we had the uh, the Battlehawks Brahmas game on ABC Sunday. That was 1.53 million viewers. And then Sunday night's ESPN telecast of the Defenders Sea Dragons, about 918,000. J Mark, um, you know, the XFL 2.0 that we just saw prior to COVID had, I believe, uh, it hit at 3.3 million viewers and, and peaked at 4.0 million viewers. Why do you think the difference is uh, between then and now on, on the numbers? Now, here's an interesting nugget on those numbers. Everything I saw said that does not include ESPN Plus numbers because right. that's technically streamed, not a viewership thing that is collected by your networks. So I'm wondering how much that is missing. I know that's what I watched it on. It can't be that yeah, much. I didn't watch it on that. I watched it on just flat out yeah, ESPN. It certainly yeah. didn't get the number where my system's rigged up to. I'll tell you that much. But I have a thing with... <laughs> I have a, the, the, I think there's no the, Nielsen ratings. Right. There's a Sullivan ratings. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Jerry, <laughs> at the old Jerry rig system. But um, I don't, I don't trust ratings in general. Begin with it's so outdated the way they collect ratings. I mean, they use Nielsen boxes for fuck's yeah. sake. Like yeah. who the hell has a Nielsen box? <laughs> and you know it's like typing in. Okay, I'm I'm watching this, but I'm also tuning in now because of the halftime show. Like like when they said that the halftime show got more than the Super Bowl. How, who the fuck's counting? How do you know this? And who's counting this? It's just word of mouth. Oh yeah, I didn't watch the game. I only watched Rihanna. All right, we'll mark we'll mark you down. Got, for, we'll mark you down for fourteen million then. But the whole ecosystem <laughs> and the, flows they represent those, like ten. Right? people but the whole ecosystem of because they're idiots tv people are idiots radio people are even dumber they go by call-ins i'm telling you this whole rating system is flawed especially now with the stream like jay mark is saying because everything is streaming now yeah. you know the espn plus they have no idea they have no idea though, how, many how to people, quantitate this so you watched it on espn plus i did not i watched it on regular mm -hmm. uh youtube tv what did you do yeah i did i watched it on the uh espn whatever whatever the system is and you know it's so it's uh Oh, on the on right. the, yeah on yeah, the pickup. So. so it is ESPN. I wasn't streaming, but yes, it wasn't. Interesting. I wonder if those numbers will come out, but I still think they got to be happy with those numbers. It, it was a little disappointing. I feel sure. like if you're an well, XFL Sunday fan, night, they had to compete with the layup line of the NBA All-Star game. Who watches the All-Star game? Is that does that still do good? <laughs> I haven't watched an All-Star game. That thing like, was insanely horrible. It was like it was. Well, I wonder it was what their numbers. I wonder it was aggressively terrible. What, right. was, what was the Sullivan rating on that? The, Sullivan, <laughs> the Sullivan rating was a negative five because I was. Screaming at everyone at the, at the bar for turning it on. Can we at least can we get a defender game on one of the corner TVs instead of watching? Instead of watching, uh, I don't even know what. So, a YouTube star. So to compare kind of that, compare that to USFL, which I feel like you know this is this is kind of like spring. This is like Leno against Letterman. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you, uh, go. you know, the, well, first off, USFL did the, 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 the dual broadcast of Fox and NBC mm. and they had a 3.67 million. Uh, that's kind of cheating though. In a way you got two, two, two right. networks there. I don't know. I mean, I know that the, the FX played one of those games too for, for FX plays Thursday night's game. Is that right? They only have like a million of like, I like this movies. move. I think it's a subtle F you because what Disney ended up purchasing FX who was actually mm. created by Fox. Right. right? Sure. Mm -hmm. So this is a, ni a nice little, uh, a nice little, Hey, take this. Um, <laughs> but, but also you had the, the Sunday game on the USFL. Uh, so you had the solo, opener then the sunday game got 2.153 million and then sunday night was 771k it's interesting just to compare the numbers yeah. and see and it's building and they were all competitive yeah. games except for the one and like you know 
I think it'll, I think it's, I think it's been nothing but pretty, pretty positive reviews, you know, not like outstanding reviews, but like there, there hasn't been too much like negative, like, like, which is, I think, important surviving that initial wave of like, oh, this is a joke. Don't even waste your time. Yeah. You're seeing yeah. a couple of these articles. I watched UXFL, so you won't have to. Here's a review. But then, like, <laughs> but, but then at the end, but you should in parentheses. Okay. You yeah. Know? And people <laughs> complained about it. Look, and I, I complained on the show. And I, like, I, I mean that just because I care about, I care about these spring leagues, but I thought, I thought it was a pretty good weekend of football. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, let's, What's up? Here, here's the biggest complaint I kept seeing, which I think is ridiculous, but I saw a lot of, oh, this is just like college football. Well, first of all, college football is awesome, so I don't know how that <laughs> yeah. ends. Right. Yeah. But second <laughs> of all, you know, Colby, you kind of said it on the earlier show. You shouldn't be comparing this to the NFL at all. And I think that's what too many people are doing, and that's why maybe they yeah. come away with that, oh, it's not as good. But um, one of the things I feel like could help the XFL is just better announcers. I was not very impressed with the announcers, especially mm-hmm. that last game. I don't remember the guy's name, but when he was explaining, like talking to kindergartners, like now you see those three lines, that's their timeouts and that little chip under there. That's the challenge. <laughs> it's like, OK, buddy, um, yeah. maybe don't talk to us like we're kindergartners. The, the, the NFL point that I was trying to make on the on the Sports Gilling podcast show um, was that um that, you know, they're like, Hey, the quarterback plays not, you know, Oh, okay. Obviously, you know, there's a reason why these guys in there and the rock is advertising the 54th man. What I hope though, also not only from the viewer standpoint of not comparing it to the NFL, but I also hope within the league, they don't try to just sit there and model it after the NFL in every capacity, because the reality is you're never going to have those athletes. The reality is, yeah, you know, you might have some that get to the next level, but your highest percentage of, of players will not be NFL players. So to me, get creative about, you know, your competitive edge within the league. Don't be concerned about, hey, do I need to run an NFL offense? No. Use whatever you can to win the games, in my opinion, and that's how the league will build and, and continue to grow. Agreed. I like that because, like, the NFL, like you said, it's too reliant on a quarterback, which is like six to eight guys on the planet, you know? Yeah. And once they go yeah. down on a team, like, they're inept, you know? It's like an impotent offense. So with the 49ers. Right, exactly. And, 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 that, and Brock Purdy isn't one of those six to eight guys right. either. But, no, right. But yeah, he has yeah, to be competent yeah. at least, you know? So why not run a wing tee or some shit? Well, yeah, I just think you should encourage, you know, like, I, they do whatever. Have the double forward pass, which I don't. I love that that double forward passes rule, but I, I don't see how, how it's ever going to be going to happen. Like, how much time do you think you're going to have back there? Just yeah, whipping the yeah, ball side yeah. to side before you. It'll probably happen it. a couple times. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I but, wish it would do more trick plays too. Also, more fun, just more shenanigans. Uh, I would like just that. try. Like the first thing that stands out to me is no one was very successful rushing the ball other than San Antonio. I'm, I'm curious if a team tries to make adjustments well, to eat a cater to that. Or or vice versa. Like I I just think there should be some more uh growth and, and innovation with within trying to figure out your, your skill set <laughs> on both offensive and defensive side of the Absolutely. ball. So. I know one team this is a good segue for us here to get us into Thursday night action. There we go. One team that will not be running the option again, and that's Ben DiNucci in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> As they did on the goal line, Danuch. As they ran option and lost the game, as Danuch just questionable play. Look, and uh, June Jones, we've I've had him on the show plenty Love of times. Him. Love Great guy. I've me and him have, have a decent friendship via email and and learn about football and, and the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I 
Love you, June, but I, I that was a questionable play call. That was a questionable play a call terrible with, play with call. Danucci. If you have Montez, yeah. I kind of understand it. Yes, and Which, I even argue yeah. that I even argue that Ben Danucci did the right thing, other than fumble the ball and lose the game. He he was <laughs> running, running the option, and he realized if he pitch it and he tackles, the game's over because they didn't have any timeouts. But if he took the knee, he gets that quarterback sack. Oh, clock stopping. So he tried. That, so he kind of so, freaked out and like man, tried to go down. As he went down, he fumbled the ball. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's Which a, I that's found a good nothing angle. about yeah. in the XFL's actual rules posted on their website. So I have yeah. no idea why they were stopping the clock right. on quarterback snaps. It's a I don't thing, know though. That's a I mean, at least it, it, ha- it happened during the San Antonio huh. game. Yeah, I don't I know think, what it is. I want to see him bring in the waggle from CFL. Yes. Yeah. I want to see the waggle. Yeah. I mean, do, I some, do some kind of fun stuff like that in this um, developmental league, you know? Yeah. Like, just make it yeah. more fun for the viewers. Absolutely. I love it. And I mean, it's a work in practice. So like I said, I know I scrutinized a lot of the league on, on Sunday night and I I believe in what I said, but I also want, I just want to people to know that I, I enjoy this league. I feel like people were, I got some DMS being like, you're a hater. And I'm like, no, I actually enjoy the league. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually enjoy the league. I just, I would like to see it improved in, uh, in some areas. Um, Thursday night, we do have a game. Hopefully, you're watching this on YouTube, by the way. We are going live from the XFL channel, not yeah. the Sports Gambling Podcast no, Network channel. We'll so branch out on our own. Hop on over there. Type in the XFL Gambling Podcast. Subscribe, people. Uh, Thursday night action. I, and I, I got to be honest, I voted for this one. This is the game I want to see most mm-hmm. on Thursday or for this week two matchup. I know a lot of people are saying the, the Sunday night one. But to me, St. Louis, Seattle, I think, you know, as someone that has a future on the Seattle Sea Dragons, I need them to rebound and, and fix this here. And I kind of think that the wrong teams want to know here Yeah, in this matchup. I think it should be Seattle. That's one to know and St. Louis. That's zero and one. Sorry, J Mark. I know you have a, a battle Hawks future. <laughs> the line I'm seeing is at three that there's a high of 35 degrees. Have you, ca- you guys caught this mm. a high of 35 degrees? Football is alive and well, that is football weather. Uh, the total is at 36 and a half. I'm curious. Well, look, I, I I'm going to just come right out here. I already bet the hell out of the sea dragons minus three. <laughs> I, All right. I, I, I bet I, the I, hell I, out I, of this. And uh, as soon as it opened and I actually do lean to the over. Uh, I wonder though, if the weather could, could damage that I didn't bet the over or under, but if I think if I'm forced to give me the over uh, with the fact that, that, that they're throwing the ball so much. I think there's points and obviously defensive touchdowns are a thing in this league right now. Uh, CJ, what are you doing here? Well, I have my, I had him at two and a half and he, which you still can get in my bookie, by the way, mm, um, mm, there you two go. and a half. And I was thinking this entire NFL week, XFL week two, I didn't want to overreact from week one. Yeah. Although this was, and, and that's why I was a little timid because the first time we we're like, well, I don't care what the line is. We're hammering yeah. Seattle. We all like, but, and, but and here's another it. thing is does three even matter? In right. this league? Three doesn't matter. Yeah. No, two and a half, three doesn't matter. Yeah. But this is the one I will overreact to because St. Louis, I stick behind uh coach Tony meatball there. Anthony Beck. I don't, I don't trust him <laughs> on their second road game. <laughs> and, and um, AJ McCarron, I thought, look, I don't think AJ McCarron look, I mean, obviously he suffered the last minute. He looked good, but they're, they were outgained by 100 yards, 324 to 235, 77 to 46 plays. I mean, it's for Santa last week. Yeah, they got two turnovers. Brian Hill was it was nice, but other than that, I mean, they showed absolutely nothing except for a way to exploit the rules at the end. And when Santa's defense shook, now Seattle, on the other hand, first of all, you know that crowd's gonna be lit in Seattle. 
They yeah. have that. They have the scarf wearing. So they have their own. It's a whole different world up there, the Pacific Northwest, where they, you know, with the soccer and the rainforest and the trees and grunge and what's the you know what I mean? Like they, they think. They I think this, it's going to be packed. By the way, oh, it will Let's be packed. Sure, that. I think it's going to be packed. And they come marching yeah. in from the fish market. They start like they follow each other on the street. Yeah. Like into the stadium. Like what's going on up there? Like Drew Carey's in there. What's got, what the hell's happening? Um, <laughs> But I liked what I saw, except for Danucci's turnovers in DC, and that's and I think that's gonna be the toughest place to play. D- these are two toughest home venues, DC and Seattle. Yeah, and Seattle to go in there and pretty much dominated DC. You know, you know what's amazing when I'm going through this box score, talking about this, and J Mark, I'm gonna get your opinion on this in a second, but uh, or your your take on the game. How the hell did Seattle lose this game? They held mm. DC to 2.5 yards a rush, and get 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 this, 4.4 yards a pass. That's Unbelievable <laughs> from really a defensive was. standpoint. How do you lose this game? It was anyway, 331 yards, 177. <laughs> I mean, it was as well, because you're playing, you're playing in uh, DC and they took that beer steak away and then you got the lemon bombs. Coming. You, don't, you don't just walk in. To, to that saw, <laughs> Their leading the receiver was the running back out of the backfield with 30 yards. I mean, <laughs> uh, talk to me about this, Matt. Well, first off, do you lean? Uh, Danucci, by the way, how many times did he throw them? 54 times. Do you lean over on that? I do lean over yeah. just because how yeah. much they throw it. Well, I know the cold weather doesn't bother me as much there because, because, uh, you know, as long as it's not rain, um, rain or windy or anything, yeah. Seattle, they'll be used to it up there. Um, they're, they're receivers. Oh, by the way, if you wanted to defend, yeah, but Jock Pearson, and Blake Jackson, 25 combined. Pearson targets. was my play. 25 combined play. targets. I mean, uh, Pearson, 12 for 95, 14 targets. That's amazing. And he he left the game with an injury for a little bit. Jesus. Um, J-Mark, what are you doing in this matchup? You know, I wanted to take my Battle Hawks, but I just can't do it. I think um, going on the road, I think mm-hmm. the atmosphere is going to be too much. And we talked about it on the recap show. In that Seattle game, the wrong team won, yep. right? Yeah. Um, the wrong team won that game. So I think the Sea Dragons aren't going to have any trouble with the Battle Hawks especially because that battle Hawks offensive line looked bad. Um, I, and I think the sea dragons are going to get after them. I didn't think pre preseason. I didn't think the sea dragons were going to have a good defense. They showed last week that they're going to have a decent defense. So I like them to cover this. I like the over here. I think we're going to have a more high scoring game than we expect, especially yeah. after the battle Hawks only put up 18 points and most of that in the last what two minutes, but I like the sea dragons in this one. Are we at all worried? You saw this in what the was the uh, the Arlington game where the back door was was open with uh, with with uh, Vegas getting getting you know with, with, I was giving away two and a half right Vegas ends up losing by two. See the problem is is I just did the show the, the sports gambling podcast show for XFL. Everyone unanimous picks on 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 the Sea Dragons. I mean we're talking five five people right now. Is all the money coming in? Are we gonna could we lose on that late, you know, backdoor cover? Perhaps I don't think so. I think Seattle's going right. to roll. The problem is with the yeah. XFL with these rules. I mean, it's not just about the, the the barn. The back wall is ripped open. Yeah, like it's, yeah. all, it's wide yeah. open all the time. Yeah. And I will even yeah. say, and I also had Arlington two and a half, and that was brutal. That was tough. But at least. At least Vegas was going to score to win the game. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's not like they were down fifteen and, and snuck a touchdown. True, it wasn't 10, like you know the I mean? other one. Yeah, right. Yeah. But like, um, but also backdoor. So you can never say the backdoor is not open because it's always open. When nine points is an option, you know, and then they can get an easy fourth and fifteen pickup for. Uh, yeah. No, you're kick, right. You're you right. Uh, next, what's that? 
58% of the bets are being placed on St. Louis. So I love it. Technically, we're the minority picking there Seattle for whatever reason. That's the whole city of St. Louis. Now, is that a- <laughs> unbelievable watching that. Now, is that a yeah. Twitter poll, that 58% that we threw out there? Or have we- yeah. <laughs> That's from one of the books. <laughs> one of the books. There we Fair go. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, look, uh, Saturday. Let's move to Saturday. Yes. I am this very intrigued. Game. And, and uh, you know, here we're in Southern California, me and mm-hmm. CJ. They they are expecting a heavy rain all week, and guess what that means? This is not at that EDM uh, stadium there, uh, that EDM concert venue where the Raiders play <laughs> that I call just disgusting. This is at you know the the minor league baseball stadium, Cashman Field. Yeah, uh, and this is so this is going to be in the rain, according to uh, I love it. According to old to, to my friend here, old Doppler. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I'm very curious what you guys are doing in this matchup. I am intrigued. I actually thought about going to this matchup, um, but we have the DC defenders hitting the road. Real money. Kramer thinks that some DC fans might make the trip to Vegas and throw some lemons on the field. <laughs> take on the Vipers. Vipers are laying three. I was a bit surprised. Bring the Vipers were a three point favorite. Yeah. Bring your lemons. Folks. I what? saw three and a half, by the way, Jay Mark, you back that up. I saw all these lines went to three and a half and four and a half. Did you see there, that at all? Yeah. Um, I didn't yet, but I have seen they've been pretty volatile. They're moving all over the place. Well, yeah, they're but, moving a flat. I mean, whatever. I'm but. seeing flat three right now, but over under at 36 and a half, same over yes. under as the St. Louis Seattle game. So clearly I think they're kind of guessing a little bit there. Uh, DC's plus 145 on the money line. Vegas is minus 170. I mean, I think I think what what did we said the wrong team won, which I, I do believe that if they were to play again, I would take Seattle to beat DC. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that Greg Williams is the best, yeah, the best defensive mind in this in this league. And I thought he made great adjustments from the first half to the second half. And I think that defense with some of the talent, remember, we know some of those names from the USFL. So we know some of them from college football and even the NFL. I think this is gonna be the best defense in the league. And I know uh, maybe we'll see Brett Hundley. I don't know. Has there been any speculation about that, J Mark? There has not been yet. So you got to imagine Luis Prez is going to try to play his ass off to save his job, which is even inc- if it's unsavable. Which is incredible because, they, all right, he needs to learn the playbook. Then you watch the plays last week. Well, what's he got to learn? Yeah. Look at these. Uh, look yeah. at this offense yeah. are running. Well, I mean, and, and Perez actually had good numbers. It was just the pick six. Yeah, does he? Killed does Hundley not yeah. know how to throw a pick six? Does he not have that play down? <laughs> Uh, I'm all over DC here. I think Greg, I think Greg Williams is going to make life tough for him. And especially if you tell me a game in the rain, well, guess what? DC only threw for like eight, what? 90 yards last week. Yeah. They were able to to, Vegas has zero rushing attack. And I think they use, if they use Eric King, the way they, we saw flashes Mm -hmm. in that Seattle game. I think these, this, this caters to the style of football that the DC defenders can play that we like their backfield, all three running backs. I like the defenders going up a shout out to Ryan McIntyre in the chat. Uh, don't, don't make us come over to Ve- or t- take over Vegas. We want our beer snake and Redskins <laughs> name back. There we go. There we go. Coming in hot. Oh man. I do. <laughs> I, I, look as a guy that grew up in the DC area, I will co-sign that. Yeah. Don't. And by the way, I don't know. I know I, I mentioned this on, on, on Twitter where it was like the rock, you guys got to fix this, the beer snake. And they're like, it's not the rocks problem. It was the security. Who do you think fucking hires the security right. at all field? Real. All right. I mean, I, 
I can only assume maybe they have their set security at Audi Field, but the XFL is paying them. I like all complaints right. going to The Rock. Period. Just <laughs> never, and, and The Rock never answered me. No, you know, right. I'm still, I'm still waiting. I'm joking. They, I'm joking, Dwayne. But hey, come on, man. That's part of the fun. I will say, yeah. and I will say, and you're right about that. And my my line Max right about this. This DC fan base. This is why. This is why this is, this is my squad this year. I have them at seven to one. I'm like, I'm all in on these guys. Because it's a perfect storm where they they haven't had real football, oh, you know. Where the, the fans yeah, have been yeah. the fans have been yeah. absolutely shit on, yeah. By for, ownership for over decades, there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they come and they bring this beer stick. They take it away from like, oh, are you gonna take it away from? Where well, they're gonna we're gonna buy the shit a lot of these fucking vodka lemons <laughs> and launch these. Le- what a br- what a brilliant idea is. Let's give these fans lemons, <laughs> lemon yeah. projectiles. All right, so now they got rid of the vodka lemons. Now, all right, next week we got uh, bourbon battery drinks. Like. What <laughs> I, I, and I'll, I'll have you guys know that I have a lot of friends. Obviously, I grew up in the DC area yeah. that uh, have purchased tickets. Not obviously not to the Vegas game, but uh, the 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 following week when they're back at Aldi. And uh, guess what? There's going to be some lemon smuggling. They're going to bring in. There's going to be some lemon smuggling. Lemon smuggling going is on. amazing. Uh, nice little <laughs> lemon dust up. Uh, I like them out. staying one one step ahead of security. They're like, well, you haven't banned this yet. I can make my own wet bar, right? Yeah, go through the X-ray machine. Uh, no problem. It's yeah. like, you got a lemon detector. All right, um, guys. I'm all over DC. I'm taking a plus one forty five on the money line. I love it. And I lean towards the under, considering the rain and considering DC is not very. Well, they weren't very successful mm-hmm. passing the ball in week one. Uh, what are you doing here, CJ? I'm also on DC. I saw three and a half. I'll take the plus three. I saw 160, whatever. I'll take the plus. I'll take the points with them. I do lean under, of course, you're saying with that defense. Yeah. And, and the rain. Perez is so volatile, too. I can't not believe they're not going to throw Hunley up there. Um, I'm a little worried about uh, they. Jeff Bidet had a great night for them. I mean, they didn't. They, they moved. They. They were playing well. Versus, yeah, oh, first half. Yeah, except for those pick sixes. You know, Mark Davis, Bryant, nine targets, Bidet, nine targets. Um, but they like, but they just cannot. They did not even try to run the ball, or just can't run the ball. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, John Lovett is a running back, I believe. And um, so, if it is going to be raining out there in the, in a mini Vegas ballpark, I think D. I mean, I'm not going to get off DC now, especially for, for, for yeah. Luis Perez. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a. I don't. Uh, not that I don't understand this line. I get it because DC didn't look great. People consider them lucky. But I think they were playing a, re- they were playing a really the good The defense played great. Yeah. And the adjustments where Seattle was moving the ball, Greg Williams deserves all the credit. You know I'm a big Greg Williams fan. Yeah. Two so, Gs. So if you can find that plus three now, I'll grab it. But also, I like I like the money line. I think, I've been, I think DC keeps rolling. Is J-Mark riding with us or is he going with his boy? What are you doing here, J-Mark? So 64% of the bets on DC. Everybody's agreeing with you. This was a tough one for me because you guys know I don't like Luis Perez. I don't like Jordan Ta'amu. Which quarterback <laughs> to go with? But I think you're going to see more of Derek King than you did in week one. I think okay. they're going to mix him in more. And he is an electric player. We saw it in college. We saw it a little bit. He started opening that offense up with his running ability uh, last week. So I think I have to go with DC here. Um, and But I'm going to take the over. I'm going to shift a little bit there. I think Luis Perez did do a decent job moving that ball down the field. And I think he'll, even against that good defense of DC, I think he's still going to be able to kind of dink and dunk a little bit. They have weapons. They do. And I think DC is going to counter and have a better offense than they did in week one. I mean, they have to, they threw less than a hundred yards. They have to get better. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think I'm going to go with the over on this one, but I'm riding with DC as well. Real quick, I want to throw a personal apology to their tight end, Ethan Wolf of the DC Defenders. Uh, <laughs> uh, I ran into him at a bar. Well, no, uh, no, no, but it's Jay Main Jay Marker in an XFL fantasy football league that I joined in late. <laughs> I use it more of an educational purposes, and then it auto picked Ethan Wolf as my second tight end. And I, during a live broadcast that we threw out there, and I, I might have called him a piece of shit. <laughs> and, uh, it was not personal. Ethan, I'd take a step back from that. It was more of me being angered about the system and the computer. Turns out uh, he's my best tight end. He had four targets last week, only one for 12, but I like his future, and he's my he's my guy now. Ride or die the wolf pack, baby. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's the way. And by the way, you get, you guys got to play some XFL fantasy Why football. Not? It's great. CJ Sullivan you saying. Know, it's I'm easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we now we move over to Sunday where right. um, the San Antonio promise the chickens are heading to Orlando. The world is this, where, where are they playing this world camping bowl? Yes. Camping world, yeah. camping world stadium. It's called 60,000 yeah. people. Jesus, but it's old 86 years old. I'm wondering what the turnout and, and what do you, what do you guys think the Vegas turnout will be? You think that'd be pretty good. Hmm. If it's raining, I'm going to say no. Well, it's it only it's one of those small teams like DC that only seats like twelve thousand, right? Yeah. So um, I think no, you know what? I think Vegas locals, this is kind of this is the kind of team they can get behind. You know, a, an, an XFL like that hockey, like you know, people are like, ah, oh, give them an NBA team and NFL you know, on the Raiders and stuff like yeah, like that. That's that, that prices them out. The 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 Vegas locals. Yeah. It's a good scene down there. They're good people. You know what I mean? There's that whole like arts district. You know, it's like it's a little methy, you know, but they like, so they like, they like things like this. So I don't, it's more in the price range is what I'm trying to say. Uh, what do we think? My about, kind of people. What do we think about Orlando though? Cause I remember, you know, but go back to the AAF mm. Orlando Apollo, Steve Spurrier was coaching that. All right. Not the greatest fan turnout. Surprisingly, because Florida loves football, but I was surprised that they didn't come out and support the Apollos. So uh, it's a big stadium, and Huge I think stadium. that's Hosted another thing that cheese it bowl and shit there. They like, should you hit know. the XFL should hit more of those soccer stadiums. Absolutely, it looked, think, that's why DC yeah. looked amazing last yeah. week. Yeah, I think it's perfect. Twelve thousand yeah. where it can only fit fifteen thousand looks incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm curious here. The the this one seems so obvious. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. like everyone is going to be on this play. And I know Vegas probably afraid to touch it, you know, afraid to set the line too big because who knows after one week of, of XFL football, where you've never, you've never seen the Orlando guardians and, and you don't even know who's starting a quarterback here. Guardians are catching three home dog plus plus one forty five on the money line. The over under though at 38 and a half, they think it's going to be, you know, a little bit more scoring than the other two games. Yep. And I guess with, if Paxton Lynch plays, you can count on that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> 88 degrees, 88 degrees. Nice. nice and sunny is what I see. Um, I mean, this one's too easy for me. And I, I worry that, I mean, first off, they, they turn the ball over what four times Eli Rogers had the fumble and then just yeah. three interceptions. This is a slam dunk where you got to go right with Heinz Ward's uh, Heinz Ward in the Brahmas here. I feel like the Guardians are like the Pittsburgh Maulers of the USFL. I've mentioned this, or the uh, go back to the AAF, the Atlanta Legends, or something. I feel like this is the one team that has shown us absolutely nothing. But DeAndre Francois didn't play, so maybe we could eat shit here. Uh, CJ, yeah. Uh, say you, not we, because this is my dog of the weekend right here. <laughs> I've been telling you my Orlando theory since episode one. 
when yeah. they're when you get them in Florida, yeah. when all the when all the ankle bracelets are off and they're allowed to fun, they're allowed to fire and all you know first no first snap starters Francois unleash him unleash them all I I like Orlando money line plus one forty five I'll huh? take Orlando plus one forty five I don't think they are that bad of a team first of all. I mean, they look bad. And the reason why they look bad was the four turnovers. Yeah. If you look at the stats of that game, it was pretty even. They actually had, they did a lot more offensively with the exception of the turnovers than DC did. Every yeah. single stat, the yards, 314 and 337. The play, 62, 65. The time of possession, exact same. And yeah, Paxton Lynch threw a pick. Then Dormick threw a pick. We're going to get Francois on there. They have a lot of weapons. Eli Rogers, Corey Latimer, JK's guy, our guy, the ghost receiver, Jamil, who we gave out with a nice touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I think them at home, it's three and I know it'll be at three and a half. I saw three and a half in my bookie. And I'm sure if you wait, it will be plus three and a half, but I'll take them. I'm, I, I think Orlando, I think it's just too much of a reaction of people dismissing Orlando being this terrible already. And I don't think they looked that bad. It was just a lot of, a lot of turnovers and a lot of narrative of Paxton Lynch. when he's easy, easy to make fun of. I do feel like everybody is going to be hitting on right. San Antonio minus Cause three. It's, Cause it's already established yeah. that they're the Orlando's the worst team. Like, like it's yeah. like, it's undebatable, you know? And, and anytime you, it's, it's that certain, I like to go the other way. J Mark, what are you doing here? Yeah. 77% by the way, on the Brahmas. No, I love um, it. I love it. That's what I love I to hear. I forgot to mention this in my news. Uh, Brahma's receiver, Landon Akers, placed on injured reserve. They signed Dan Williams. In 2020, Jalen Tolliver and Dan Williams combined for 44 Mm. receptions, 635 yards, and two touchdowns in five games under former offensive coordinator Jamie Elizondo. Now, whether he can pick up that playbook right away or, or he pulls a Hunley, we'll see. Landon Akers um, was the number one receiver last week, by the way. He seven was. targets, seven catches. That's not that's not yeah. small news. Yeah. Yep. Not absolutely. Um, I was really torn on this one because it's hard to back the Guardians, but I was touting Francois in preseason. Mm-hmm. Thought he should have been the starter right away. He will None be. of this first snap starter shit. <laughs> was you know, he just... injured last week? Why did we? Why did he not see the field at all? I know he can't was... leave Orlando. Remember, right? Not allowed to leave the state. Not allowed to leave the state of Florida. Bring it up with the law. I'm so That's confused right. though because I was expecting when they pulled Lynch, I was like, oh, right. we're gonna see Francois. And look, I'm a believer. I remember him at Florida State. I thought the guy had talent. They didn't want to show him any tape. They don't want to yeah. show the Brahmas any tape. Save it, save it for there the World go. Camping Bowl. Um, so I'm taking Brahmas on the money line, but I'm taking Guardians in the points. Ooh, oh, trying to thread Ooh. a needle there. Ooh. That's oh, right, man. That is. <laughs> I, I I do lean over here on 38 and a half, even though they're Agreed. they're putting that line okay. higher, two points higher than the other two games. Hmm. I lean over. I don't know what I'm going to get out of San Antonio though. They were solid. Heinz Ward just ran the shit out of the ball. They missed, the only team they missed to do some that. kicks, right? They didn't miss some kicks yeah. for sure. Um, and then that defense was great until, I mean, you know, blame the rules all you want, but that defense did choke at the end. They did. I mean, absolutely. They, yeah. after, they had opportunity after opportunity just let everything yeah. to the sideline. It looked too easy for her. Yeah. AJ McCarron. Yeah, definitely. Go, so. Uh, so. Okay, we're all split on that one. That's interesting that that's the one we're all all we, over the place. That's a literal. Yeah. That's a literal <coughs> three way split yeah. because you have San Antonio, I have Orlando, and J Mark has both San Antonio and Orlando. <laughs> that's right. I love. Bound that. to be right on one of my picks, right? Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? <laughs> and, and lock so, up a loss. That's what. <laughs> some people say this is the game of the night here. Arlington heading to Houston. Mm. Um. This is one where uh, I believe the weather once again is supposed to be 81 degrees 
I don't see maybe a little bit of clouds, but uh, should be hot there in, in Houston. And yep. this is the one where, you know, I was surprised that everybody I, I have talked to, you know, uh, discord, wherever uh, everyone's kind of sold on the Houston angle. Mm. And I, I, I think I see great value. You want my dog, my dog here in this matchup is going to be Bob Stoops. They're plus, uh, so they're getting four and a half points. Four plus one sixty-five on the money line. Now this over under set at forty, which is by far the highest total. And call me crazy here, I think Houston's overvalued because they played Orlando. I mentioned mm-hmm. this on the recap show on Sundays, which by the way we're doing a recap show every week, folks. It might be on Sundays, most likely so- sometimes Mondays, probably after March Madness. But tune into that show. Um, I'm on the renegades plus four and a half. And I'll let you know, I already bet it plus one sixty five on the money line. Woo! Let's fucking go. Yes. And over under, I do lean under. Yeah. Yeah. I like it under there. I lean under because stoops. What is he? Defensive mind. What is Wade Phillips? Defensive mind. Give me the under in this game. CJ, what are you doing here? I like what you're doing with Arlington too. I think I think Houston is way overvalued here. I yeah. mean, they're good. I'm not going to say they're not good. They're, yeah, they're, no, they're you very, can't say anything bad right, about them. They, they did what they had to do. They look good. Love Wade Phillips, yeah. but and Arlington did not look great, obviously. But I, Stoops did show something with his adjustments. You know, what yeah. I mean, with the great they second were, half, just like just like Greg Williams. I thought they did a good just job. Just like doing Greg that. Williams. Yeah. And so uh, they got the Pizza Gate running back, David Smith, Drew Plitt. I still don't know what they they're doing there with Drew Plitt. But I wonder if we might see Slaughter if, if Pitt struggles in this mm-hmm. game. And um, Sal Camello looked fantastic, of course, number one USFL tight end. Stepped right on in, didn't miss a beat. Eight targets, seven for seventy. Um, Houston with Max Borgie and then, I mean they still got Brandon Silvers. They have tons of tons of weapons and then they I mean to to mess around with my guy Cole McDonald like that as well. Yeah, to bench yeah. him and then bring him in for goal line packages to do his. Yeah, <laughs> to, I wonder if we see waggles. a stronger dosage of of EIEO right. uh, in this game. Either way, I think yeah. it's going to be the game of the weekend again. So the Sunday night game is going to be awesome. Yeah, I like this game. Yeah, me um, too. I think two starting teams. an hour earlier than the, the game last week, but um, so, I, so, so I just think Arlington bounced back from not looking good, but p- pulling out the win with Houston looking great. Hit them on the way down the value wise plus four and a half. How can you not with these rules? How can you not take plus four and a half with a comp with a competent team like Arlington? You, you go under two. I would lean under. I don't want to touch it just because I think Arlington is going to show a little better on offense than they did. They got lucky to score, obviously, with his pick sixes. Yeah. And, um, but I would definitely, I'm, I wouldn't bet the over, but I would definitely lean, I would lean under, but I don't want to touch the total. I like, I like Arlington plus four and a half a lot more than anything there. I agree. Uh, J Mark, what are you doing here? Yeah. So, uh, just for our betting splits here, 78% of bets on the money line for Houston, 76 on the spread. I'm with you guys. I think uh, this is an overreaction. I think Arlington is a better team than they looked. Yes. You're going to have some offensive corrections, and both these teams are good on defense. So I think you're going to have a low scoring. I like the under close game. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're getting four and a half points this early in the season for the XFL, I think is crazy because you have one week to base that off of. And like you said, Colby, that's against the Guardians, who we all kind of feel is the eight of eighth team. So, yeah, I'm definitely going the the Renegades here, taking the points. Um, it's going to be a good game. I'm interested to see how it plays out because I do think we'll have a defensive battle, but definitely riding the Renegades. 
What is your top lock of this week to, uh, you know, the game that you feel best about if, if, if we, we took, uh, you know, all your money out of your wife's account and said, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta bet something, not, not make right? the whiskey account, make it hurt. I know. <laughs> make it something I was, cares about. I was walking well, into my office here with my whiskey. She said, tell the boys, hi, um, yes. I'm taking her money. I'm putting it on the sea dragons. Oh, nice. I think that's my favorite one too. I, I think I'm taking Seattle minus three is my favorite play. What do you, what do you, I, I hate, I hate that I, that we're all in the same thing, but yeah, I see. And I even had a two. I mean, literally as soon as it came out, it was two and a half. I hammered out a hammered money line at like minus minus one forty or something low. Cause that I do want to throw out that these XFL lines, they're not only really volatile, but they move like every day yeah. and it's fast. So if you want to get them on them early, they're wise to get in on early. And that's why I think cause and, and all the dogs I took, they're all got the hooks, like the, the four and a half, three and a half. That's crazy. Well, I was about to ask what, what dog you like best. Cause I, I can tell you this, I'm doing a parlay of defenders plus plus one forty five and the renegades plus plus one sixty five. Mm. But if I had to isolate one that I trust the most, I actually think I like the defenders to win the most mm. as a flat out money line dog. J Mark. How about you fade? Luis Perez under pressure. I like that pick defenders. Yep. Give me uh and give me the Florida Vandals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like I just like uh I like the narrative of Orlando how everyone is just just absolutely written them off already as the worst. Before the season started, they were gonna be middle of the pack bad, not the worst traditionally fade them auto fade because yeah. of that bad. And I don't think they played that bad. It's just one game of football. One you can game always of football, correct and it was just and they turned it over four times. Fair. So That's I like Orlando fair. as my dog. All right, we're going to shift over to the DFS oh, side okay. of things. Mm-hmm. What's that? You good, J Mark? You say something? Am I just hearing I, things? I don't think I oh. said anything. That was <laughs> me slapping papers. Oh, it sounds like yeah. a lot of things. And still, still and the man in the box. Man. If you're watching on YouTube, you look I, at these. He's deep. He's got notes. It's like a, you're at a doctor's office. I and bring going papers through. and passion. My clipboard's in the other room, but I do bring, I do bring papers and passion. It's like when the doctors just rattling through papers and yeah. you're getting all nervous. Like, what do I have? Because you have to have emotion right? and you can't slam <laughs> yeah. a laptop down and you're down 1500. Uh, all right. Look, before we get to the DFS portion, which we're very excited. Remember week two USFL. I got it. You know, I got a I got a crowbar. The fact that I finished first out of the whole entire DFS slate, which was a couple thousand people, wow. a couple thousand people. It's amazing. Finished first week two. watch all of week one. And that's another thing. It's like the best part about the ESPN plus, and I saw people asking about this. How do I watch the game? They're there forever. You can go to ESPN plus, oh, go to the search like, engine. Yeah. Coach study. You can watch. We've, I've, I've already watched these games a couple times. You know, I'm, I'm deep into the nice. XFL buddy, the extreme football it. league. Um, all right. Before we get to DFS, I want to tell you that the XFL gambling podcast week two preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast network. Presented by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Offer something to change terms and conditions. WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older. President of state where WinBet is available. If you're somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, I want... Uh, we're brought to you by the SGPN merch store, which I want you guys to check out because we have some brand new. And I don't know if you follow J Mark on Twitter at J Mark football mm-hmm. or CJ Sullivan on Twitter at CJ Sullivan underscore or myself at the Colby D uh, and the XFL gambling podcast. Uh, but we have some brand new, just absolute fire XFL yes. gear. 
What are you doing? Get some, get some t sports your team. All right. Come mm -hmm. on. All you lemon heads there in DC. Why don't you get a DC defenders style XFL gambling podcast shirt? Show up to the game. Your, our studies show that your chances of getting ass go up 97.4% <laughs> when you wear new clothing, especially from the SGPN store. Deep, deep dive. We did where we interviewed three people. All right. <laughs> and how that turns into 90 out of three. Exact kind of math that got us to these uh, numbers that we gave out for XFL week two picks. Very true. Very true. Uh, I do want you guys to know the merch store. Everything is just amazing, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I went on there to get my XFL gambling podcast and I thought ah, I need another old fashioned football T-shirt. So I got another oh, one of those flex. Got two for the wife. And then I was like, I need a man in the box T-shirt. Got one of those. Yes, then sir. I was like, Damn it. I need a USFL gambling podcast. I need a college. You guys are costing me a lot of money, but I uh, I you bought them to support y'all and look good. So you're going to make it all you. back with Appreciate Seattle. You, what do you folks. care, baby? You're free. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. There you go. Danuch has got you covered. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and look, speaking of that, I'll just jump right into this, this DFS roster. Yeah. I, I am going to die hard in this scenario here. I went with Danuch last week. All right. Cost me a little bit, but he threw for a lot of yards. Did have a little little Mahomes fling to Josh nice. Gordon. Mm -hmm. I think I think he, he dots the eyes in the lowercase J's here. Uh I got Danooch. He, he, look, he's he's expensive. Ten thousand two hundred dollars. Yes, ten two. I'm going back to the well. I think he bounces back. He's playing a St. Louis defense that no, I mean they didn't look awful last week, but they also didn't look amazing. I think there's opportunity here. Who are you going with at QB? Um I also went to new chief. I mean, the 52 passed him just the sheer volume. alone yeah. is just yeah. amazing. Although I, I am tempted to get Francois in there. If they just, well, they, I, they I, just won't announce that he started. Not, not just, only, not only the 52 pass attempts. I feel like the fact that you go back to, to June Jones with the Houston roughnecks, you yeah. barely saw him use a QB too. I think he's traditional old school. Yeah. That likes, you know, June Jones was a quarterback played for the Atlanta sure. Falcons, the Toronto Argonauts out of Portland state. And he, knows that I don't think he likes to say, Hey, let's play two quarterbacks. So in a league where I think we're going to see a ton of two right. quarterbacks, good call. Give me the solid where I think he's going to get majority. I know Montez came in for two snaps and I don't even know if that was organized or if that was maybe Danuch maybe had to, to go to the John, you know what I mean? But, but something was weird there. Cause we never saw Montez the rest of the game and he didn't make a, a, a play, a bad play or something. No, no, absolutely uh, not. And I, I mean, yeah, Indy's like you said, 52 is at the sheer volume. It is at home. There's not going to be any lemons being thrown at him in this game. That was just a tough environment. I didn't mind what I saw out of Danucci last week. I thought yeah. he looked good. Yeah. Except for, you know, he did some classic Danucci yeah. stuff. But that was a tough environment. And, and there's no Greg Williams going against him. Greg right. Williams, you That's know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Ultimate defensive mind. J Mark, what are you doing at the quarterback spot in the D on the DFS side of things? All right. I'm going to preface this with two flexes. One, my DFS week one did win money. So there you go. Two, nice. Been helping alt fantasy sports a little bit. If you still want to play season long fantasy, you can still draft. It's not too late just because we're one weekend, but been helping them with some projections. And this lineup is based off of who is projected to score the most. Bunch of formulas come up, mm. came up with by uh, our own Adam Pelletier. But anyways, I, I actually want to play Nooch because I don't like the guy that's projected to score the most, but I'm going to throw him in here because I'm just going off of those projections. So give me Luis Perez. I'm nervous oh! with him. 
nervous First, with him against that defense. Talks yeah, a lot no of shit, kidding. CJ, and then <laughs> look know. what happens. I mean, huh? he's no. trying to reverse jinx him. Is that what's going on? In my own lineup, I think I will have to go with the Nooch because that's what I had. But the projections right. say Perez should have the best game this week. Even though I, I'm nervous with him against that defense, but I don't, I would be too. But I, but also, like I said they just don't run the ball at all. So Perez right. is going to give you something. Yeah, he's going to give yeah. you touchdowns. He's but- going to give you picks. But you know, someone's getting a touchdown Isn't when he throws the ball. Either defense does, or this yeah. guy. Someone's does, getting. It. Doesn't Brett Huntley make more than him? Oh, of course. Right? Yeah. So at what league, point right? do they go with their investment? It's got to be soon, you would think. Yeah, he's still he's still. Which is why in my stuff. lineup I am having Nooch, but I can't just follow you guys. Can't do it. Right. So mm. I'll go with what the model says for not now. To, not to tout my own, yeah. uh, not to tout my own DFS things, but I also it was a double my money. Contest where you know half the <laughs> half, half the entries he win, half the entries don't win. So uh I came in the top half of five hundred. There you go. go. There you go. Flex. Yeah. Flex. I'm playing a long uh, game. And shout out to Adam Pelletier as well because I know he wanted to hop on this episode, but he was occupied because he wanted to talk trash to me about he likes the uh the 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 fourth and fifteen or whatever onside kick. You know, we welcome him. I, I think, think we're going to be a little longer than 15 yards. Yeah, I think to be honest with you. 15 doesn't seem yeah. that hard. Give me fourth and 40, and I'm okay. There we go. All right. Fourth <laughs> and 40. I'm sick of these <laughs> filthy offenses getting every benefit. Um, all right. Running back wise, uh, I'm going back to the well again. I mean, look, I, I, I rostered three guys that I rostered last week. Mm hmm. And Brian Hill is going up against Seattle's rush defense, which actually played pretty well against DC. But part of me thinks that might like, I think DC and Hazlitt obviously defensive mind. I just don't know that I can fully count on them based off that one game to be like a dominant rush defense. Yeah. And what can St. Louis do, you know, to, to, to me to stay in this game against a high powered offense, milk the clock. Yes. I know when incompletions, the clock rolls, doesn't matter. Milk the time of possession. All right. The time of possession. Give me Brian Hill at 7,300 Thursday night. I'm excited. What are you doing here? Well, I like that as well. I mean, he's a, I had him written down as the, the one guy to own for that team, I think for sure. But I'm going to go with, I mean, my chasing numbers a bit here, but Callum Ballage at 7,100. Yeah. He only had 24 rushing attempts. <laughs> Four targets, three catches. True. What is Heinz Ward doing out there? And he and, and which kills me because I love Jacques Patrick. He's my number one pick in the fantasy. <laughs> I picked him last year, last week for DFS. I love what are they doing? Let, let, let unleash this guy. But I mean, I think they're uh, he's just gonna run him in, he's just gonna run him to the ground until he's done with it. Seems like seems like Heinz Ward doesn't give a shit about yeah. the health of these guys. <laughs> well, you gotta wonder though, and, and if they're up a lot, what are they gonna do? They're gonna run the ball. Right. And, and that know? is three times the amount of carries that anyone had. In the yeah. entire league last week. That's wild. That's wild. So just for opportunities alone, I'll give Palace. And he's, you know, and he's an NFL running back from Arizona State, the old uh, Dolphin. J Mark, who's your top running back? So I'm going to go with the guy from Houston who seems to be their bell cow. Heard his name, Borgie and Borgie. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was Borgie. We'll call him whatever. But uh, give me Max Borgie. That music means he's on my roster too. Yes. Look, former, we're Mike. We're on Mike Leach podcast. You see the page or the uh, the pirate uh, flag there. Mike Leach, uh, rest in peace, good friend of the program. And Max Borgie is a Mike Leach guy. All right, but also yeah. he flashed in week one. He flashed in week one, and he actually uh, he actually had a play I think called back too mm-hmm. that that would have mm-hmm. had his stats go even further. Uh, 
What do you make of the boards you play? You got boards. Love on, on, you got a board on your roster. I had it written down. I mean, I only had the one running back, so I went with Ballage, But I do have. Bo- I mean, Borgie. I mean, Borgie's great. I, we've, we've been talking Borgie since episode one here. You have the, uh, you know, this league. Guys- this league. This league is made for those white, shifty, skilled players that fit through <laughs> the cracks. Your ghost receivers of Jamil's and your Max Borgies Friends of the world. Uh, <laughs> did you Did you hear what the announcer said? They called him the Swedish Chef Borgie, Borgie, Borgie. Oh, oh yeah. Like, is that what made you have to know uh, yeah. why you want different announcers? I, now, I, now I'm on your side, J. Mark. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's what good. a reference that is. Way to bring in the new fans. I actually rostered three running backs. I'm dying hard, even though they they this goes against everything that I researched. Yeah, because they didn't run the ball much. Yeah, I still rostered three running backs. The uncertainty of the wide receivers from 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 team to team. I feel like uh, is is something that I fear. Uh, I like that you're fading yourself. I, like I am this. fading Self-fade. all my my, my deep dives. Right. But uh, okay, my top wide receiver. So so I've given away three of my guys because mm-hmm. Borgie actually g- give away to just to, so we keep on the same length here. Who's your who is your 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 third guy essentially? The like top, your top guy? wide out because you don't have, you only have one running back. You said yeah, one running back. Yeah. I was Ballage. Yeah, we went Danucci. Um, I went Josh Gordon just for the hook up there. Ten four. Uh, he's expensive, obviously, but um, he's going to show out on a prime time game like that. And I and that was just he had a he had a mediocre game, which was still sixty seven yards and a touchdown. Yeah, in a tough environment through the shuffle. I yeah, can, I can imagine what what what's going to happen in uh, in Seattle this Thursday night yeah. prime time, which we all love. We think it's going to be a Seattle party. Yeah, definitely. Seattle party going on there. Uh, J Mark, what, what's, who's your, your top price wideout or your second running back? All right. So super fan of the XFL gambling podcast, James Kavalewski used to coach Warren Thomas, who's on injured reserve, but he is on the Houston roughnecks. Sent me a little tip right before kickoff. Oh. Hey, what guy has stood out to you? Um, and Warren Thomas said, Deontay Burnett. And mm-hmm. that paid off. Deontay Burnett had a big day. Monster and game. I'm riding with him. He uh, he reportedly continues to stand out in practice. So let's go with that. Deontay Burnett is my top wide receiver. Yeah, love that play. Um, Shout out to the coach Pole. Yeah, deep, love his thing. Deep dive <laughs> in right. there. That's why you follow. <laughs> that's why you follow the XFL Gambling Podcast and J Mark Football. Who um, tweeted at us? He went to the Houston game, right? He did, yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. Shout out to him. Shout out to all the hey, look. Shout out to everyone going out there supporting spring football. We love it. Get yourself out to a game. It's more affordable. Shit, you go to an NFL game, it's like three million dollars. All right, yeah, <laughs> I know, dude. Oh Parking my alone. gosh, yeah. You got, what's the 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 new Ram Stadium? Good lord. Oh dude. my god. SoFi parking is like a hundred and fifty dollars. Dude, everything about that stadium is expensive, and in my opinion, terrible. Um, my top wideout. I'm going back once again, back, back, back to the track. All right. Mm-hmm. What? Did, how many targets did my guy Pearson have? Let me look up Pearson. I have. You told well. me this just yeah, a minute 14 ago. 14 targets. 14 targets. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but he did get a dinger. He was out for a little bit. It's unbelievable. Probably would have had 17, 18 targets. And I love in, in general, this goes back to, you can go back to Ernest Givens of the Houston Oilers in the 80s. Right, mm-hmm. Eric Metcalf with the Falcons in the '90s. Uh, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors had a guy named Devon Bass played for the Dolphins. Right? Yes. The slot wide out in June Jones's system gets a ton of looks. You got to do it. Cam Phillips in the XFL 2.0 with Houston. You got to do it. You got to roster this guy. Get in now. Is he on your team? 
I I have him written down as a team, but I but I was also deciding between him and Blake Jackson, the other one out uh, for that same team who had eleven targets, eight yeah. for fifty one, not as explosive, but I mean. <laughs> The uh, I think is, some of that though was Pearson getting injured. Right. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I do have Pearson in there, but like, I think everyone eats in the Seattle party. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter which one you throw in there. J Mark, what are you doing here? Do you, do you have Pearson on your team at all? Pearson is my second wide receiver. Yeah, yes, sir. We all have, we all have Pearson. There we go. Bring it I'll up. Play that music. Yeah. I will play that music. DFS. Always a fun time. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I guess then it bounces back to me again, right? Sure. Um, well, I, uh, I have one tight end and one running back left. I will go with the higher price of the two. Sal Canella. Gotta love him. It was, it was, it was to me, this guy, I think is only going to continue to shine. And especially the chance that we might see, there's a chance that Slaughter could get in there. They already, they already have a rapport mm-hmm. at 6,500. That's what I went with. Beautiful. You have a tight end at Love, all? I don't have a tight end. Okay. Although if there wasn't a tight end, it's Sal Canelo or nobody for me. What about your I guy mean. that uh, you apologize? Yeah. <laughs> I love the wolf. Listen, he's my guy. <laughs> he is not. I am, sir, the piece of shit. I'll tell you right <laughs> out there for saying that. Um, I went with another high, high price at eighty two hundred and another name which I don't like going as far as much, but I think Saturday night in Vegas, Martavis Bryant, I think is going to have it. He had he had a nice um. Well, he had some. He had nine targets himself. He's somewhere though, in those papers. Somewhere in my papers. Yeah. <laughs> paper. Someone give me the papers. Not this paper. You throw the paper. Get that out of here. Why not that paper? Not the small paper. No, this one makes a lot of sense because yes. I do feel like he's one of the most skilled players. He's in the very league. skilled, yeah. absolutely, and he can take it to the house anytime he touches not, the not ball. Not concerned about the rain. Not concerned about it. in Vegas. Absolutely not. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm more concerned about Martavis Bryant being in Vegas. Yeah, could be then flying in from Arlington. The <laughs> <laughs> they kind of rain it for you on the field. So get him on a Saturday night and get that game over with. <laughs> and don't follow him after midnight. Come right in. Yeah, come right in. Uh, J Mark, uh, who is your second to last guy? Yeah, so first flex spot, Kalen Balage. CJ laid it out, volume play here. Mm, he had yeah. so many carries, he's going to continue to be involved. And I love the way that he uh, kind of almost tapped the quarterback on the shoulder and said, hey, look, that guy's going to be blitzing. That's a guy that's going to be on the field a lot. Yeah, you're right. so, if there's, I, I if there's one flaw in my roster, and I thought about this, I was like, how do I not take this guy who just got just – way more touches than anyone in the league. Uh, Maybe that's the flaw of my, my my lineup there. Uh, Yeah. Can't complain with that. My final guy. I'm actually, this is one I took a little bit of a shot on and I could eat shit on this one. I went with uh, Brandon Knox, the kid out of Marshall that's playing for uh, Seattle sea dragons. I like like the fact that running back gets touches out of the, out of the backfield, but I am concerned about the committing to the run. Hopefully they will be up by a little bit where they'll have to commit to the run. To, to get the game over with, to, to ease down on that clock. And as Jay Mark um, said during the recapture, they bailed on that way too early. Yeah, it was going well. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. Uh, I don't understand, but I guess that's what you do when you run the run and shoot. All right. You live and die by it. So at 6,400, he's my final player besides, the, obviously, we have the defense left. Who's your final guy? Uh, we're going Florida discounts. I need to get some Orlando receivers in there. I mean, I could have went back to back with the ghost receiver, but you know, I already <laughs> gave him enough shine. Fuck him until he gets on the show. He's not getting picked again. <laughs> but I'll go with J Mark's guy. I'll bounce off, bounce off his idea because he's our sack guy. Corey Latimer at 3,700. I mean, shopping. that is absolute bargain shopping bargain down there. Shopping. And I went to Francois down there. He had six targets last week, five for 68 and a touchdown. Yeah. NFL talent, you know, and yeah. he knows the routes. And, um, 
like I said, I think I think uh, there's gonna be a rude awakening down in Florida now that uh, now that the ankle bracelets are off. And T books back home. He's <laughs> yes, back sir. Home. Uh, who's your final guy besides your defense, J Mark? Uh, so I went with the guy that had the three point conversion, the late game heroics, Austin mm. Prohl. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think there's a a handful of plays that are slotted up just for him, just because his dad's the wide receiver coach, and you saw how pumped up his <laughs> dad was point. after the yeah. touchdown. What um, do you think? He's only four thousand. Right, oh, he's cheap. I looked at I looked, I looked yeah. at no, I looked at him as well. Very cheap. And, well, I actually took him out. I had him in my lineup to replace him with Canella. Do you think that's a mistake by me, J Mark? I think both are solid. I think Canelo will get more looks. Yeah, now, you can say your Austin Pro may have more designed plays for those two three point plays or red zone plays, but Canelo's going to get more catches and kind of be more of a sure thing. I think. My my fear is this: with me going Canelo, what if Seattle? We're all we all locked up Seattle. Mm-hmm. If they yeah. go up big, you're going to have to commit to passing more, which means Austin Pro can get more. True. Something to think about. Could be a strategy out there. Something to think about. <laughs> Defense wise, yeah. I told you, I tipped my hand already. Greg Williams is the best defensive coordinator in this league. I think he's going to make Luis Perez's life a living hell Saturday. DC Defenders at 4,300 is my play. Watch out for this team. He, mm. And he alluded to it when they, t- they interviewed him. He said we should have had three, three picks, uh, not just two. Um, what are you doing here defensively, CJ? Well, I'm just going to ride the discount dog of the weekend, Orlando, <laughs> at uh, their cheapest defense after 3,100. Uh, you think think Orlando's afraid of Jack Cone down there in Florida? <laughs> what is going to be prison rules? I mean, I think I I just think they have a lot of things coming to them, and uh, and I'm say they they will run the ball with Heinz Ward and that offense, and then yeah. I, I just. It's hard to intercept screen passes. Though. It's hard to intercept screen Colin passes. Throws. He's a true lawn chair. He's like, well, check down King over here. Yeah, but there's going to be jumping. It's, it's just different kind of rules in the state of Florida. There's going to be shanks involved. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's things. There's just, Vanilla Ice is selling yeah. houses. A little after the, uh, I'm yeah. after the whistle calls. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> J-Mark, what are you doing defensively? Okay, so I want to preface this with originally I had the Brahmas in, but since I'm zigging and putting Perez in, Let's take the defenders. So if Perez is losing me points, that means oh, the defenders are gaining me points. Man, you are it's absolutely chestnut checkers. Self-hedging. Right. Yeah. J Mark's whiskey lunch self-hedging yeah. all weekend. Yeah. He's betting spreads and money lines on the same game. <laughs> opposite effects. He's got quarterbacks going against his defense. Uh, <laughs> He's just trying to get a nice ch- nice <laughs> stalemate for himself. All right. So we're supposed to uh, what, that's run it off. Yeah. One of the complaints was that we don't have our, our roster. So I'm going uh I got Ben DiNucci, Brian Hill. I got Canella Pearson as my wideouts. I got Borgie and uh, Knox at the running back position with the DC defenders defense. Uh, CJ fire. Also Ben DiNucci. Callum Ballage is the only running back. Uh, also Pearson a receiver, but Martavis Bryant, Josh Gordon, Corey Latimer. And that bargain basement Orlando defense. <laughs> 3100. J Mark, fire, fire away with your 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 roster. Your winning Not a roster. complaint, a suggestion that we do. <laughs> ben Denucci, or sorry, Luis Perez. I swapped out Ben Denucci. Max Borgie Borgie, Deontay Burnett, Jacor Pearson, Kalen Balaj, Austin Parole, and then the DC Defenders to offset 
Louis Perez's interceptions. <laughs> the J Mark offset. <laughs> you're you're right. the Migos of this show. I like how he said Austin Parole. Like he's on fucking right. parole. parole. You know what you it know was? What I mean? It was it was saying Belledge. That yeah. got him into yeah. the once, yeah. once he pronounced Belledge like that, they all started jumping. They all became three syllable names. All right, folks, subscribe to the XFL Gambling Podcast. We appreciate you uh, tuning in each and every single week. Like I said, there's a recap show. We're doing Sunday night. There'll be a reaction show. Uh, so make sure you check us out here on the sports gambling podcast network and we're new to YouTube. So get over there, subscribe on YouTube. You can watch it. Why just listen to it? You can see our beautiful faces. All right, let's go. Uh, and make sure you check out all of our other feeds here. You know, the, the, the old fashioned football podcast, yes. J Mark and his wife breaking down everything. Love football, it. Shout out like. to the Mrs. J- lady, the J. Mark, NFL gambling way. podcast. J Mark's doing stuff. We got the man in the box over here. Uh, bottom line, bottom feed. Yes, yes. As I was, I was going there. I had it. I had it. <laughs> uh, check out bottom line bombs. Great podcast. And then uh, check out the the college football experience, the college basketball <laughs> experience, USFL gambling podcast. Let me just, yeah, there's a lot, a lot out there. College baseball. Some people like college baseball. College baseball experience. Check so it out. Many. Hardest working man in the network here. Check out the sports gambling podcast because they cover the XFL as well. So check out all that good stuff. With J Mark's notes, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget, uh, we cover it better. No. <laughs> yes. We do. We do. And deeper. All right. All right. Until Sunday night. Enjoy. Can't wait for Thursday night's action. This is the XFL Gambling Podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Somewhere, somewhere.